Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody. We're going to be doing another edition of the Sportster Show, brought to you by thesportster.com. And on this episode, Norman Quarantine and myself, Jim Parsons, are going to be taking a look at the teaser videos, all of the nuggets that have been dropped this past week by WWE in regards to this white rabbit. What exactly is it? There's a lot of speculation that it could be Bray Wyatt. We're going to be talking about that, whether or not we think that's the case, if the hints are leading to that, and if it is, what will be happening. Could be Karrion Cross, but there's a lot of people here who think that Wyatt is the guy, and we're about to find out on Friday, September 23rd, during SmackDown, because the teasers say 9-23 at 9-23. So somewhere in the middle of SmackDown, there's going to be some sort of major reveal, and we're going to find out what it is. So this episode's going to be talking all about that, trying to dissect the teasers, trying to get some information about what is going on. We'll also take a very quick look at NXT, what happened with Solo Sokoa and his North American Championship, and Monday Night Raw, some of the happenings from that show as well. This is... The Sportster Show, brought to you by thesportster.com. We hope you enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Sportster Show, brought to you by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons. As always, here with me, Norman Corrington from the Sportster. Norman, how are you? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, no problem. Just before we came on air here, we were talking about how just as you think WWE has got all their ducks in a row and they're really doing some cool stuff. We're watching NXT as Shawn Michaels is stripping Solo Sokoa of the North American Championship and then putting the title in a ladder match. Kind of a strange thing. We'll we'll probably talk about that in a little bit. But this mm-hmm. show is going to be in a major way about some of the things that are happening, not just in NXT, but on many brands. And there's a lot of talk coming out of Monday night where on Raw... There were teasers, there were QR codes, there's a poster for a match that was just booked for Extreme Rules, all leading to um, what we think might be a massive, massive reveal on Friday. 
at 9.23 p.m., which I'm assuming is Eastern time, and 9.23, which is September 23rd on Friday, so SmackDown. Something's coming. We don't know what it is, and we're going to be talking about that today, and we're going to take our best guesses and do that. Let's do this, just for the fun of it. Just make a comment on the Silva Sokoa thing. We might jump there again at the end of the show, but mm-hmm. your take, uh, you were not impressed. No, I think it's kind of stupid and kind of cheapens the title a little bit. I don't really see what the... Unless they made a decision and then... Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I, yeah, unless there's like an injury or something, I don't really see the logic behind it. I don't think it hurts to have Solo Sokoa just carry the title for, for um, you know, I may, I, I don't know, I don't know what what's going on. I think they to to have him be on it, to have him like win the title just last week by, um, sort of inserting himself into the main event, um, after you know, after the injury to, uh, to Wesley. Um, I I remember thinking at the time, I remember thinking last week, like, well, that, you know, who, like under what authority is Solo Sokoa, like uh, in the main event at the moment? Like, why is he competing for this title? Did, did Shawn Michaels sanction this? And then we find out today on NXT that no, he didn't. Shawn Michaels is chastising Solo Sokoa for being in the match, even though he wasn't supposed to be in it. Therefore he can't be the, north american champion so i don't know if his entire run his one 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 week run is null and void now or if it's still going to count on the record it's still going to be on the record books but um yeah it's just silly i just don't really know why they did it i don't really know what the point was you know so are you saying they didn't explain why that match was allowed to happen last week yeah i don't recall there being any explanation during the during last week's nxt as to why it just they just kind of made it seem that like it seems Solo Sokoa came out and then it was just kind of just supposed to be like, oh, well, I guess he's the uh, sanctioned replacement, you know? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. They, like everybody else is like, oh, this must be something that we're doing. And mm-hmm. OK, let the bell go and we'll have this thing happen. But now we're finding out that Shawn Michaels, who is the guy who runs all of mm-hmm. everything in NXT, at least that how it appears on screen, mm-hmm. did not have anything to do with this. So it's really straight. You're right. It's kind of weird that they would let that match go on. Right. You would just come have- out halfway through and be like, what are you doing, man? You're not supposed to be in this match. You'd come out after he wins the title. You'd come out and be like, okay, that doesn't, you know, you would do a dusty finish or something, you know? Yeah. Weird. Maybe they've just had a change of plans. Maybe there's something going on here where Solis Co was going to move back and forth between NXT and SmackDown. And now they don't want him to do that. I think mm-hmm. you mentioned when we talked earlier that maybe they simply wanted him to hold the belt during this big press conference between Roman Reigns and Logan Paul or for his debut on SmackDown, not necessarily debut, but like second showing he's, they've all got the title. Who knows what's going on here, mm-hmm. um, but it's very, very interesting. All right. We might, if we have time, we'll jump back to that, but let's get into some of the happenings of from raw here. And to be fair, this isn't just from raw. This is stuff that's going back prior to Monday night. And there's been a lot of talk and a lot of speculation and some inklings and some hints and some teasers here and there that maybe WWE is talking to Bray Wyatt again. Now, we should probably say this could be Bray Wyatt. This could also be Karrion Cross, who is already with the company and employed. But there's a lot of steam. There's a lot of smoke to the fire here that Bray Wyatt is the person that WWE is teasing. We have no confirmation of that. So let's make that very, very clear that we do not have any inkling or information inside that says that he has signed with WWE. We do not know that for a fact. So we are just speculating at this point about what people are talking about. But Monday Night Raw, let's start there. There was a QR code on the wall behind Austin Theory as he's doing an interview. Fans caught this. They started taking pictures with their mobile devices. And it led to a teaser video on WWE.com of a white rabbit jumping around playing hangman. 
And he's trying to solve the answer for the question, um, who killed the world? And then the response was, you did. Now, people are reading all sorts of things into this, the white rabbit, the letters he's jumping on, the order in which he's jumping on them, uh, the hourglass that's spinning in the bottom corner. Could be a number of things. When you first saw this video, what was your immediate reaction? Um, you know, I was kind of, I guess, I don't know. I was kind of like, that's interesting. You know, I like that they're doing some interesting sort of interactive stuff. Um, I, I try not to rack my brain too much over like what's going to happen and, and who, cause I, normally I end up being a little, <laughs> normally I end up being a little bit disappointed with things that are teased. Um, but you're right. I mean, the signs do point to, um, to Bray Wyatt and that would be very very cool if it was Bray Wyatt depending on you know what how Bray Wyatt would that's if he does come back how he's presented um I think if it as you mentioned if it is Karrion Cross I think that might people might be a little bit disappointed with that and that might um I don't know that Cross needs that kind of setback uh at this point in his career given the given the way that it uh, uh, you know how he was presented on his initial main roster debut um so yeah my initial reaction was just like oh that's kind of cool but i don't want to sort of rack my brain over it too much um because you know typically well not typically but sometimes i get a little bit disappointed with things like this and of course carrying cross for those of you who don't know he was he did go by the, the the moniker the white rabbit uh in lucha underground um that doesn't necessarily that doesn't really mean anything um but yeah who knows well, it maybe does mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Maybe it means everything. You don't know. You're mm-hmm. right. Because there's there's a couple things happening here. They're building a ton of buzz and steam over whatever this is. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about it on social media. It is doing its job, which is peaking interest. The mm-hmm. problem, as you pointed out, is if they, if this is not what people have come to expect as they've built this own vision in their head, yeah. and many people think it's going to be Bray Wyatt, if it is not Bray Wyatt, WWE may find that they have disappointed not just you, but a number of people who were really excited about the fact that at 9.23 p.m. on SmackDown, Bray Wyatt's coming back, mm-hmm. right? And if that doesn't happen here, then what, right? right who, yeah. who, who suffers from this? The person who is showing up at 9.23 mm-hmm. or just WWE in general for teasing something and not being able to deliver on it? It's going to be interesting. Right. And I'd also, I'm also curious if, if it is carrying cross... I can't imagine that Lucha Underground or whoever own currently owns the Lucha Underground intellectual property. Um, you know, I don't, I, 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 I would, I'm not positive they do. If, if someone does own Carrying Cross performing under that moniker, so that does that's another sign that it could be Bray Wyatt. Is that you know, presumably Lucha Underground owns the that the sort of the character name White the White Rabbit as it pertains to Carrying Cross. Um, and then also, you know, White Rabbit, they've, well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we're going to talk about the, that they've been playing that, the, the song, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. another teaser here, right? Like, here's the thing. All of these things seem to point towards Bray Wyatt. And normally I will be guilty of it. And most fans are guilty of this. They mm. read way too much into every little thing. And that's the thing with Bray Wyatt is everything that he did. He wanted you to read into a bunch of stuff, much of which probably wasn't even there. But we yeah. got to the point where we just got in the habit of doing this with Bray Wyatt. So now we're reading into everything and we think that Bray Wyatt could be involved. So what I bring that up is because there are starting to be layers upon layers upon layers of teasers here that almost make it so it's hard not to point at Bray Wyatt. 
the song that you're talking about is a Jefferson Airplane song called White Rabbit. And it was a popular song, but it's also kind of a cryptic, creepy song. You know, it's one of those things. It's a cool tune. It's going to stick mm-hmm. in your head, but it is perfect for somebody right. like a Bray Wyatt to come to yeah. the ring to. Mm-hmm. Right. So WWE has clearly, it seems, bought the rights to play this song because they've been blasting it through the arenas in the last couple mm-hmm. weeks, sometimes in an empty arena, just to get the feel for that. Sometimes yeah. in an arena full of people during a dark spot on a television program or a live event, because there's been a ton of video phone videos of the song being played. At WWE events, yeah, yeah. It's also an isolated vocal as well of the song. They've just been playing the isolated vocal of the song, mm-hmm. um, which is even more, even more interesting, I guess. I don't and know. even creepier, right? Definitely, yeah. And it's a song. It's, I mean, it's about you know, it's one of those. It's sort of like a, I guess it's about Alice in Wonderland, right? As like the sort of follow the white rabbit kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which is you know, again, more more intrigue i guess well and it screams bray wyatt right like it's mm-hmm. absolutely the type of thing that he would do he's got you know um he had the firefly funhouse with the bunny and we don't know if that's got anything to do with this at all or not but he's yeah. absolutely the kind of character or the kind of creative mind that would be like hey i could be a mad hatter kind of character from alice in wonderland and get the white rabbit to follow me and all these people all my white and keep in mind too and fans are probably going to remember this that all of the cell phones that used to go off or shine when Bray Wyatt was walking to the ring in the dark mm-hmm. were called white rabbits. So mm-hmm. that, that was something that really was quite popular with Bray Wyatt. Now, can you envision a situation where you've got all these cell phones and all the lights that come in it? If you've ever been to a big concert where they do this, it looks really cool. And if you've seen it on WTV, you know, it looks really cool. You have that. Then you have the white rabbit song by Jefferson airplane playing in the background. Then you've got all this other stuff going on. Like, Talk about a perfect storm of yeah. things that would be ideal for a guy like Bray Wyatt. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think of this song, the Jefferson Airplane song, White Rabbit, I always think of, I don't know if you've seen the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, but there's, mm-hmm, a, yeah. uh, there's a pivotal scene in that movie that uh, comes to mind when I think of that song. <laughs> if yes. you know, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you know the movie, then you know what we're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm just getting to the point now where like it's hard to not make the connection. And I, I wonder if that's what WWE wants us to do. Like yeah. the report from WrestleVotes, if you know the Twitter account today, was they asked around and they got this feeling that people think it's Bray Wyatt and that there might be a deal here between WWE and Bray Wyatt. But they're also trying to say, well, they're trying to keep that a secret. They're trying to keep it under wraps and they don't want anybody to know anything until Friday on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But if that's true, then what's all these teasers about? Like, are they trying to make this the worst kept secret in wrestling history? Because that's mm-hmm. where it's going if this is Bray Wyatt. So I don't know. What's your gut reaction? Do you think this is? Um, I don't want to like, I don't want to be too bold. I think the fact, so look, Bray, Bray Wyatt's last, or, you know, Wyndham Rotunda, his last match in WWE was, I think in April. Yeah. It was April of uh, 2021. Right. So that's a long time. That's like a year and a half that he hasn't had a match he i'm sure he's had offers i'm sure there's been contact i'm sure people have you know put the feelers out to see what he wants to do to me i wouldn't this is all speculation by the way this is just what i my kind of theory what my i'm theorizing here there's no no i haven't got any sort of like evidence backing this up it's just pure speculation i think that maybe he he isn't confident or maybe not even maybe not confident is the right word i don't think he thinks that he can succeed as any other character other than Bray Wyatt slash the fiend Bray Wyatt. Right. 
Um, I don't think he was the thought of going to Impact or AEW and performing under the under the Wyndham Rotunda name did anything for him. Um, and I think maybe that's why we haven't seen him step step back into a squared circle since he parted ways with WWE back in early 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so if it, I think that if he is going to come back, he will come back to WWE. I think he's been probably been away long enough now to sort of recuperate, spend some time with his with his family, you know, with with uh, Jojo and the kids. Um, and I and I feel like the time is right. The timing feels right. I think he's probably I haven't seen any image pictures of him lately, but like the last times I did see pictures of him, he looked like he was in phenomenal shape. Um, so, yeah, I think we're um, I, I, I don't want to like be too bold and say it's definitely him, but I think that it. I, I would I would like it if it was him, and I think it could be him. Yeah, and you know what? I'll tell you, the timing is interesting because you have to be wondering if he is interested in coming back to the wrestling business. We don't know that he is for sure, but if he is, he's got to have been watching what's going on in the world and the landscape of professional wrestling and said, you know what? This is getting a lot easier for me to make a decision. And I say that for a couple of reasons. One, there's all that tra- drama that's going on in AEW right now, right? Like Galster mm-hmm. Black, Malachi Black, there's reports that... He, he was interested in coming back to WWE. That's all been not sort of sorted out, but he's not leaving AEW. Uh, there's the CM Punk drama. There's all this. So if you're looking from an outside going, man, grass might not always be greener over there, right? I might not fit in too well in that environment. There's also the comments from like Triple H in his interview with Ariel Hawani, where he's like, yeah, Bray Wyatt is awesome. This guy is a creative genius. The problem with a guy like Bray Wyatt is that he's so creative and he's so all over the map you need someone to rein him in, right? Mm. And Triple H was like, that's the job of working with a guy like Bray Wyatt is keeping him focused because he's got a million ideas running around in his head at any given time. Mm-hmm. And he'll have this fantastic thing. And then five seconds later, he will be like, oh, let's scrap all that. Let's do this. Because mm. he's constantly coming up with ideas, right? Mm-hmm. You need an environment for a guy like that where he doesn't get too far out there, where he's mm. not too far ahead of himself, where he's not too over the top, where you can actually do something with the ideas that he's having. I think WWE is that place. I don't know if AEW is that place. So if you're Bray Wyatt and you're looking at that going, man, what are my two choices here? Yeah, AEW could be good. I'll get a lot of money, but maybe the grass isn't greener. WWE, I know them. They've been able to work with me creatively before. Mm -hmm. I've got different people running the show. Uh, This might be the better fit. Assuming he wants to come back. We don't know. He's been working on film projects and stuff like that. So yeah, I think the timing is right too. I'll be a little more bold than you. And I will say that I think this is. Bray yeah. Wyatt um, yeah. sticking but, your neck out. Yeah. But you know what? I could be way wrong. And yeah. a lot of us are going to be because there's so many people here who think that this is what is going on here, but uh-huh. um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, are you, is SmackDown must watch for you now with all this going on? I'll tr- yeah, I'll definitely, I, yeah, I don't, I actually don't watch SmackDown live every week, but I normally do sort of, um, you know, check out what's going on. But yeah, I think I probably will watch it live this. Oh, actually, you know what? I don't think I will be able to watch it live this week because I think I already have something planned, but I'll watch it as soon as, as soon as I can um, and try to avoid spoilers. Uh, although I normally don't really care about spoilers with wrestling. Um, yeah. I mean, what you were saying about the creative dip, the sort of the change, changing of the guard kind of thing, so to speak, that definitely is going to be more appealing to someone like, to someone like Wyndham Rotunda for, uh, especially considering how he was booked i mean i don't i think people have like kind of short-term memories here but um i think that the present i mean he was quite the, the fiend was pretty polarizing right we all thought it was badass and cool as hell when he first debuted um a lot of people thought it was very corny and kind of a bit too over the top 
but he wasn't booked very well in that last run. Like he had a little universal title run, but it was kind of a joke run that didn't really mean anything. He lost a lot of matches. You know, he lost to Goldberg in under three minutes or something, right? And then we had this, the, the, the Hell in a Cell thing where he got somehow got disqualified from a Hell in a Cell match. Mm-hmm. Um, then, and then we had all the sort of the Firefly Inferno, the Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss stuff. You know, his, the last time we saw him was at WrestleMania, that, that sort of nothing match with Randy Orton at, at, at WrestleMania. So I think he wants to... I don't think that any of that stuff is... I don't think he's beyond repair. The character's beyond repair. And I think he knows that. And I think he would like to come back and maybe have, you know, have another go at it and, and be booked a little. He's more, he's probably more confident that he feels like he Triple H is going to utilize him a little bit better and, and be a bit more consistent with the booking. Yeah. And you mentioned the name Alexa Bliss. That's another teaser that we should probably mention. I think there was at least two times on Monday Night Raw where they referenced her darker side. Right, where they talked about that in the ring and they said, Oh yeah, and she was like, Oh, I still have bite too. And I, you know, she talked about being the darker version and somebody referenced I mean, that timing can't be a coincidence, is it? Like yeah, she's got a relationship previously with Bray Wyatt in terms right. of their characters on screen. I mean, just who knows what they're doing. Well, but... here's a question though. Let's say he does come back. So would you pref- would you like to see him come back as what kind of like character? Do you want to see him come back as like the the original sort of Bray Wyatt incarnation. I mean, as under the name Bray Wyatt, you know, where he was like a sort of backwards sort of Bayou cult leader kind of guy. Or do you want to see him back as the fiend slash Mr. Rogers type uh, children's TV host, you know? Yeah. I, I like the original uh, character that came out of NXT with the Me Wyatt too. family. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was my favorite version of it. I, there mm-hmm. were things about the fiend that I liked and yeah. the Firefly Funhouse stuff was really creative and different. And that was right. kind of cool. Um, yeah. But at the same time, that Wyatt character that led the Wyatt family, if you want to call him the Eater Worlds or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. him, was just such a better, more flexible character. There yeah. were things that you could do with him. Uh, he was wrestling more. I mean, I remember times when he was beating uh, Daniel Bryan and, and stuff. And you're just like, man, this guy's got an unlimited ceiling in terms right. of what he's going to be able to do. He's got this faction. And I think WWE likes factions. Uh, whether that means bringing Eric Redbeard back or Eric Rowan back here uh, into the fold. And Braun Strowman's back. Put Strowman there. Like there's a million ways you can go with this. Um, That's the character that I I would prefer to see. Yeah. It's hard to know what they're going to do. Maybe we're going to get something completely new and fresh, right? Yeah. All this white rabbit stuff. Uh, I would love it if they brought him back as the, as that original sort of, um, you know, the kind of like Hawaiian shirt. uh, Rocking um, in the chair. Yeah, I love that. I thought that was cool. Obviously, Brody Lee is no longer with us, so it will be kind of impossible to replicate that original Wyatt family. But right. um, Strowman's there. I think. I don't think Redbeard is under contract at AEW. He pops up every now and then, but I don't. I'm pretty sure he's not under a contract. So yeah, could he? He could possibly come back in, or he could. He could make a new Wyatt family. You know. We yeah, I was just gonna a, say a new... you. The beauty of the Wyatt family is all you need is somebody who looks a little grungy. Right. right. Somebody who can wrestle somebody who looks like he doesn't necessarily fit in anywhere else. That's a Wyatt guy, right? Like yeah, that. For sure. Any look goes there and it's a great way to introduce a new character. So mm-hmm. if you've got someone in NXT that you want to call up or you've got somebody new, you want to, show, I remember, I remember Strowman joining that family. Nobody knew who Strowman was at right. the time. He was just this guy who was a former heavy lifter that barely spent any time in NXT at all. Mm-hmm. And he just showed up. Right. Yeah. It was weird. There was just mm-hmm. no, 
recruitment step process for him. He just jumped right into the wide family and became a massive deal immediately. Yeah. Um, so you can do that with a, a you group got a like guy this. like uh, maybe like Joe Gacy or someone down it from an That'd NXT, be cool. someone like that. Yeah. Could see him maybe coming under. We're just fantasy booking now, but it's, you know, we're wrestling yeah. fans. We love to fantasy book. Yeah, we're a couple steps ahead. We first need to know if Wyatt's even showing up. On <laughs> yeah, Friday, it's just but... going to be Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Yeah, yeah. It, either way, though, I mean, there's a lot you can do with Karrion Cross that they still haven't done yet, right? So, oh, for sure. Yeah. If if that isn't Wyatt and it is Karrion Cross, there's there's cool potential there. I won't I won't crap all over it just because it isn't the guy I'm hoping it is. Mm-hmm. I, I still believe that there's a lot that they can do there, and that entrance theme, if that's what they're going to use for it, mm-hmm. and all the stuff they're doing, it's going to look cool no matter who has it. So. Um, I'm excited to see what they do on, on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, you know, raw goes this week, let's quickly kind of run through that. And mostly in terms of what they're setting up for extreme rules here, we now have three matches on the card two, which were made on Monday night, uh, Seth Rollins versus riddle in a pit fight. So that is going back to NXT. We speak a lot about NXT today. That's kind of an original concept that came out of NXT. Basically, for those that don't know, it's a cage match with an elevated little riser that seems as close to an MMA ring octagon slash whatever as WWE is ever probably going to get. How do you think this is going to go? Is this going to be something that, you know, we remember fondly for a long time? Or is this one of those things that's just so gimmicky that's like, yeah, this might be a flop? It's hard to say because we had we've had one of these before, right? In NXT with Riddle and Thatcher. Yeah. Um. And honestly, I can't remember anything about that. So I can't, I, I remember, I, I think I vaguely remember the kind of liking it. And then, and then I think a lot of people didn't like it, even though I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's just going to be a little bit gimmicky. I don't know how this, um, how this feud's going to end, but I can't see it ending with in a fight pit, <laughs> but who knows? Yeah. I mean, they're setting it up to be the final battle between these two. Uh, and I guess the rules of a, a fight pit are that you cannot leave the cage and you cannot, what you have to be pinned or submitted, excuse me. So that does bring some finality to it, I suppose, but mm-hmm. yeah, who knows? We'll see how it goes. Speaking uh, of, I missed Timothy Thatcher. I think they should bring him back. I thought he was great. Yeah. He's definitely got some legitimacy to him. That guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's as tough as they come. He's like a mm-hmm. William Regal of the yeah. new generation in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other major development here is that uh, Bailey has challenged Bianca Belair. For extreme rules we're assuming that this match is going to be made official right away if it hasn't been already um she closes the show they attack uh bianca belair after um bailey defeats who she wrestled alexa bliss um so she calls her shot she wants bianca blair no stipulation yet that we know of and extreme rules is pretty much all stipulation matches so i have no idea what she's going to want or what mm-hmm. bianca belair is probably going to ask for which is why this hasn't been officially announced yet but uh, Bailey and Bianca Belair, we talked about this in a couple shows prior to that. We thought this is where this was going. Uh, good, bad. What do you think about all this? Yeah, good. Although I, I don't know. My brain is thinking that maybe Bailey's going to win because maybe they want damage control to, you know, be dripping with gold. Uh, Triple H is very fond of that. Um which would be very cool, right? Nice dominant female faction with all have titles. We've seen, well, we, you know, we've seen it in NXT uh, with toxic attraction. Um, yeah, I think, uh, but that being said, as, as cause cool I think there would be, I don't think, I don't want uh, Bianca Belair's run to come to an end just yet. I don't think she's, I'd like to see her sort of um, vanquish a few more 
challenges before she she turns the belt over to Bailey. And we don't even really know if Bailey is. I, I am I'm confident that she is as good in the ring as she has always been. Um, but I feel like she's probably still a little bit rusty and might not be ready for a title run just yet. So, but yeah, I'm intrigued to see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what the stipulation is. Yeah, stipulation I'm still, wise, yeah, who knows? I'm still waiting for a match where the threat of Bianca Belair losing that hair is somewhere there. Right. Yeah. I think that would be a major draw. Uh, yeah. I've heard people tell me that the hair is not real and all that other stuff. And I don't know. I don't know enough, know enough about that sort of I thing. I thought it was her real hair. I thought, I thought so whole, too. I mean, yeah, the way that, that she the maneuvers in the ring with it, holding it while she's doing, it looks pretty whatever to me. And I've heard her make yeah. comments about the fact that it takes a very long time to get it ready so that she can wrestle every night. Um, yeah. But you never know. I'm not a hair expert, but uh-huh. I still think they should have that match at some point, whether it's extreme rules or something else you know, a hair versus career match or something. Cause Bianca Belair's hair is pretty iconic, right? Uh-huh. Or should she lose that? That's a major shift for her. I know it's not the gimmick personality that, you know, Bianca Belair is more of the strong athletic, uh, crazy, um, you know, come watch this. Cause you're not going to believe what you see kind of wrestler, but the hair is really her trademark calling thing. Um, so I think they should put it on the line. I don't think that'll happen in this pay-per-view, but I am curious to see what the stipulation is going to be. Uh, and where they go with it. Final question for me today for you, unrelated to Raw, but still related to NXT. It looks like um, Survivor Series is going to have a War Games match. They've made that official announcement today. Yeah, two War two. Games matches. Mm-hmm. Um, they went men and women, and they are not Raw versus SmackDown, by the way, which I love. Yep. Yep. I hate the Raw versus SmackDown theme yep. of Survivor You're not Series. Alone. Yep. Um, what do you think this is going to look like? Are they going to really build this up? and create, you know, teams of five that mm-hmm. they've built up over the weeks. And so they make this as big of a grudge match as possible for Survivor Series. Yeah. And it's what Survivor, right. So I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to seeing War Games matches on the main roster. I'm really looking forward to that. I do. I think the War NXT War Games matches were a little bit hit and miss, but they were mostly pretty fun. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a main roster Triple H booked War Games match. It's not going to be the same without William Regal's uh, War Games uh, yeah. announcement, but you know, Still, they they can maybe get Wade Barrett to do it or something instead or some other British guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. And I think, yeah, I'm so glad it isn't Raw versus SmackDown because that whole, that whole shtick was so stupid. It didn't mean anything. They all work for the same company. Sometimes they would be representing a brand that they'd only been on for like a week. Um, it's what Survivor Series should always be and what it was traditionally, right? Teams of people who are sort of affiliated at like either factions or just a group of wrestlers that are like all have similar attitudes, so are affiliated with each other. Um, I think adding the war games matches really does mix it up a little bit because uh, traditional Survivor Series, like you remember, you know, sort of a late nineties when they yeah, that's when they Survivor- were the best. That was when Survivor Series was awesome. In right, exactly, in yeah, and those, tra- and those like- traditional. Um, traditional like survivor series matches you know so yep. if we now have a mix of traditional survivor series matches and war games matches then yeah i'm more excited for survivor series than i've been in a long time i can tell you that much well and it's funny how survivor series the best part about it was that it was the elimination right you had mm-hmm. what well, you could have a soul survivor you could have three and one you could have and then they went to i mean the most iconic survivor series moments in wwe history now aren't even survivor series matches we've got the montreal screw job we've got you know other stuff um which is okay but 
WWE has leaned more towards those matches. And then they built this Raw versus SmackDown thing, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I'm with you 100%. And the shows leading up to Survivor Series, the two Raws and SmackDown, they were terrible. Mm -hmm. They were always super predictable. Uh, So I I hated that aspect of it. But the War Games part of this is going to be interesting because it's kind of like a reverse Survivor Series, right? Like where you're trying to eliminate people, but in a War Games match, everybody has to get in the ring before the match really starts. Yeah, You have all these people have to be in there before a, a final finish can be announced. So you're working your way up instead of working your way down, which adds mm-hmm. another interesting sort of layer to Survivor Series. So uh, I think this is going to be fun. I think this yeah. is going to be very interesting. And I'm curious to see, because you're only having 10 people, who are you including here and what are their alignments and, and where is this all going, right? Yeah. Like, should be fun to watch but and then also what you were just just i had to double check i you might have heard me typing just then it was to double check this we were talking you said you know montreal screwed up and i had to double check that this was the case but the elimination chamber actually debuted at the 2002 survivor series interesting right i think that was the first elimination chamber match right i don't know i'd have to go back yeah. and look and then uh yeah and it was sean michael it was when it was when sean michaels uh won the won, won the, the title in those brown yeah. pants yeah <laughs> yeah you got it yeah he had the crazy haircut and the brown pants yeah mm-hmm. everybody remembers that one yeah no survivor series has been one of my favorite pay-per-views but then when they changed it up it kind of got a little stale for me um there were hope- a couple of raw versus smackdown survivor series that had where the matches were actually pretty good but there was just the, the build the build in the story was just so meaningless you know nobody really i didn't nobody cared about raw versus smackdown yeah yeah. yeah, well, hopefully this is going to be a much better version. I mean, we're, we're seeing a lot of cool things under Triple H and their creative team, you know, uh, Sans, the Solus Koa thing that happened tonight on NXT, which uh, we're not really big fans of, but I guess we'll have to see where this goes. Anyway, let's leave it right there for this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, Norman, I appreciate you coming on and talking all things, but the teasers with Bray Wyatt. So uh, just to finish, if I'm correct in assuming you're not quite ready to say that it's Bray Wyatt. I've put my neck out there thinking that it might be, and I could be yeah. very wrong, um, but you're not sold yet. Is no, right? I'm not going to stick my neck out um, because I've just been, you know, I've, I've done that too many times and I've been embarrassed. So <laughs> I'm going to play it safe and say like, I, I, I would say I'm like, 60 percent that it's bray but who knows well the good news for me is that i've been accused many a time of not having a clue of what the hell i'm talking about so (laughs) if i'm wrong no one's gonna look at and go well jim's what is he doing like that is wrong all the time so uh it is what it is but it's gonna be fun we'll keep up we'll uh, talk about smackdown probably we'll do a show if it's wyatt we'll absolutely do a show uh, mm-hmm. right after that to talk about the debut and the return and, and what's going on. And if it's not, maybe we'll talk about what reaction WWE fans in the WWE universe to have, have had to what it was because something's coming on SmackDown yeah. and something's happening at 9 23 PM on 9 23, September 23rd. We don't know what it is. We have a feeling, but we're going to find out anyway, Norman, thank you uh, for everybody else. This has been another edition of the sports show brought to you by the sportscom We will talk to you all next time. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. 
Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.